You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move, and throws, and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> Tick-tock, says the clock, as we get closer to Sunday, folks. Welcome back the charger chat i'm your co-host wooldog sitting with my buddy kev huggin duggan i'm so happy for so many reasons right now i can't <laughs> even get started we'll get into it but let's not forget kyle the coach duggan somebody has to pinch me right now because it doesn't feel like real life it i'm dreaming oh folks we are recording this thursday night uh right after the first game of the nfl season Suck it, Chiefs. (laughs) Holy shit. The Lions go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. What? Oh, my goodness. This is a good sign, guys. Anytime the Chiefs lose, it's a good. What? They use like three times a year, it feels like. Yeah. We got one week one. Right out of the way. Right out the gate. On Thursday night. They were like, dude, that, that season, that's so, that schedule is so set up for them to just like wreck house. Yeah, you know you're not tired. You get the first Thursday night of the of the season at home against Detroit. Detroit's a good team, but like you're at home. When we play on Thursday, it's after having played on a Sunday short rest. They they avoided the whole short rest thing. This was just handed on a silver platter, and they just <laughs> right in the fumble. Ruski did right it's onto just, the floor. It could not have started any better for us. The first game, they lose. We Mahomes come in. with the pick six. Yeah, he just didn't look. <laughs> but the problem I had was with the common the commentators because they were like, "Oh, he's bad. he's his great self as usual." Like, yeah, he was annoying. He was scrambling, but he wasn't throwing all that well in that game. Or no. it was just a lot of drops. But yeah, it was it was, it was not cheese yeah. football that I'm used to seeing at all. Well, the only way that the day could have been better is if Chargers dropped an all-in episode and some bitch they they did. did. They did. So if you have not seen it, folks, uh, I recommend grabbing a tissue. It's emotional, man. (laughs) It is an emotional moment. We say that jokingly, but it is the level of storytelling and the way they edited this and told this story. Man, like I was saying like award season stuff. Like this doesn't feel like a documentary produced for a football team. This is like Sundance. Yeah. Let's go to Sundance. No, and it is wow. really quite. It's, I'm telling impactful. you, man, it's unreal. And I'm, I haven't I, seen it yet. I, I'm biased as shit with, yeah. this, with this football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a filmmaker stepping out and looking at how they did this, it is. I'm telling you, so I, good. I think we're going to get some more fans as these all in episodes come out because they are that well made that it is. Borderline impossible not to get invested with this team and these mm. players and what they're trying to accomplish this year. Uh, it really is something special. Go check out the All In, dude. Episode Anto- one. Antonio Gates says one thing in this thing in, in the beginning of this episode that gets me. I had the goosebumps were like it's popping so out. Good. Like honestly, oh, my so arm good. hurt. It were so it like. Wait, I haven't watched this yet. We're gonna watch it on Patreon, right? We oh, are. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it right after okay. this. We will. We will watch it and we'll we'll Start get all fast up into it. But and uh, finish. Yes. Oh. 
Um, Go! All right, folks, just to touch base here uh, on this episode that we've got lined up for you. We've got a Craig experience and a Bolt beat lined up for this episode, but we are already diving deep into it because everything is just happening all at once here on this Thursday because Chiefs lose, Chargers get an all-in episode. Everything is just right with the world right now. Everything, the stars are aligning, folks, and football starts Suck Sunday. Suck it, Drew Tranquil. Enjoy We've that got, fat L. Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't even see him out yeah, on the field. Yeah, because he didn't play. <laughs> I didn't see him once. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, no. Shit. Poor guy. Oh, Poor buddy. I, I wasn't paying attention to kickoff and punt, so maybe that's when he was on the field. I don't know. Yikes. Well, I sweet, sweet boy. Well, in 48 hours... Kevin and I will be touching down into LA and we're going to be all together. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited, man. Thank Um, God for the chargers. Yeah, They're just so good. They just bring us together. Unify us over something. That's it always feels like it's going to be forever until we do this again. And now we're back. We're at that moment where we get to do this again. Um, All right, well, let's take a look at what's been going on with the chargers. Uh, They finally recently tweeted out the team captains, uh, for the Chargers to the tune of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine team captains for the Chargers, starting with Keenan Allen, understandable, Austin Eckler, Josh Harris, who I think this is his first time being a team captain. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard of a long snapper being a team captain. Well, he's let's, that dominant. Let's go through the rest. You got Justin Herbert, Derwin James, Sebastian Joseph Day, Eric Kendricks, first Whoa. year on the team, and he's a team captain. So that's a that's pretty rad. It's pretty big. Yeah. Then you also got Corey Lindsley and Khalil Mack. So if you look at all the names and their positions, there was basically a team captain with every position: wide receivers, running backs, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, edge rushers, linebackers, special safety, team. special and special teams. So uh, I feel like it might have been Dustin Hopkins last year. He might have been a team captain for special teams, and now Josh Harris is holding the mantle. I like it. But uh, yeah. All, all of these guys are leaders. They're captains for this team. They're because team captain is voted on by everybody by, else that's on by the, the team. players. Yeah, yeah. So awesome to see. And yeah, Eric Kendricks, first year in, he's already a team captain. Man, I'm I'm trying to look through and see if he was a captain for the Vikings. It I looks think like he was. he was only one one year because I see the captain patch. Yeah, and it just has one star underneath. Hmm. So huh. it looks like he like put in a he put in a lot of work there and was only a captain for one season. Wow. Weird. And boom, bada bing, bada boom. He joins the Chargers and he's already that guy. Something to be said about That's it for sure. Sweet. I mean, yeah. we look back at the at the offseason and people were talking about him, how great he was and how much of a difference maker he is. And he's like, and then they interview him. He's like, I haven't even made any big plays yet. I don't yeah. even, I don't know. The like humble. I'm just out here doing my thing. Yeah. Right. The humble nature of him. I clearly did something right you you want the guy the big the biggest name that we brought in on defense this year to make an impact not only yeah. on the field but with his teammates and he yeah. absolutely did that this the proofs in the pudding with this good point um let's see ian rapaport tweeted out good news for the chargers we could always use a bit of good news jc jackson who ended his season last year with a serious knee injury is not listed on the injury report not even on it who would not, not limited practices or nothing, just not would, even on the report. Would you have guessed that no. this could have happened? 
Dude, Jalen Guyton's not even back yet. And he got hurt around the same time towards ACL. Bad right. injury. Yeah. Not like, as bad as JC's, not, though. No one considers that a career ender, but JC's mm -hmm. was like, he might never play again. Yeah. And he's back week one, not even on the injury report. Full yeah, participant he's in practice. Playing. Yeah. A quote from JC Jackson per Dan Popper said, I'm not putting no limit on my knee. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, oh, man. Come on. It's just too good. And then look at this injury report. Yeah. We've, <laughs> what, the injury... <laughs> what are the Dolphins doing right now? I don't know. Yeah. The injury report came out for the Chargers and the Dolphins. Chargers have two players. Deion Henley still dealing with the hamstring injury and Chris Rumpf also with a hamstring injury. Limited on Wednesday. Didn't neither one of them practiced on Thursday. So I saw Chris Rumpf on like the behind the scenes videos and he was walking out there. Looked looked happy. Looked yeah. content. So good. I think it's just precautionary. It sounds like a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. We can deal with that. But yeah, the Miami Dolphins one looks like Chargers last year. Dude, with this is mid-season injury here. report. This yeah. isn't coming off of a. They had a whole week off last week. There's a, Eleven there was players no on game. here. Yeah. 11. To be fair, the majority of them got some full practices in on Thursday, but, but still, we've talked. Still. We've talked about it before. If you're put on the injury report, you're not at 100. percent True. So True. all of these guys, whether they're practicing full or limited or not at all. They're all, none of them are at 100% or they wouldn't be on the injury report. Very true. Yeah, some of the big names to look at on there, Jalen Waddell, wide receiver, dealing with an oblique. Yeah, Teron Armstead, too, the tackle. It yeah. didn't yeah. practice it's two days in a row. Liam Eikenberg, the offensive lineman. He's yeah. a big name. So, it's... Uh, They're already short at running back and they got two more running backs on this injury report. <laughs> Some teams, man, they just said happens. Like you don't. Some teams just come to the season already doing this stuff. Yeah, you know? we don't want anybody to be hurt or injured. But no, right? It's just crazy that it's not us. That's just it is. It's the difference. Yes, how the turns have tabled. That's right. <laughs> um, all right, well, folks, we have ourselves a new segment, and I oh, hell yeah, we do. This it, this is Kevin's idea. So Kevin, pitch us the segment. What are we doing? So. I feel like Justin Herbert and the Chargers, to some extent, live rent-free in our opponents' heads. Mm -hmm. So this segment is now called Rent-Free. So okay. on social media, specifically Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it now, there are people that make comments and say stuff that are so psychotically crazy that sometimes they just fly under the radar and I yeah. want to highlight we're not going to say Close the name yeah. we're not going to say the name of the person or the handle mm. we're not going to blast them out like that yeah. but we are going to just it's tell you what was written and a lot of these were submitted by um, some of the all, uh, charge chat listeners and followers on Twitter they sent me some of the best stuff they've seen so far Maybe. in le the week leading up so why not kick us off, Adam? And should we do something fun with this? Maybe a voice? Friday voices? Sure. Uh, what are we oh. thinking? We don't because we don't Friday have we voices. don't usually get Friday voices. That's I'll take true. Some Friday oh. voices. I'll, okay, I got I got a good one. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> okay, okay. <laughs> Tua is more clutch than Peyton Manning. <laughs> Tua has more arm strength than Dan Marino has. Tua runs better than Michael Vick. <laughs> Tua is more accurate than Mahomes. Tua has better. Pocket presence that Josh Allen has, and Tua is just way better than Joe Barrow. Bit. <laughs> this is a hot take, guys. There's Dude, like eight Tua's, hot takes. There's eight hot takes in here. That's Tua is like the dream constructed quarterback. 
he is perfect. He's better than Peyton Manning, Michael Vick, Dan Marino, Dan Marino and at, Mahomes at, and Allen. But and he's Burrow. better than them at their best thing. Yeah. Like what they're yeah. the best at, he's still better than them at that. Yeah. So crazily awesome. <laughs> he runs better than Michael Vick. Uh, <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. The thing is, I don't want to say this guy's name, but he he's not joking. This is this guy it says this be. kind of stuff. There's no joking in this. He's so confident, and it, will, it says the craziest shit. So, hey, <laughs> shamelessly positive to a whole nother level. I no shamelessly That's blinded. delusionally <laughs> <Yeah>. positive. <laughs> ding ding uh, ding, rent free. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's see. We got another one here. I'm not saying that Tua Tagovailoa is better than Dan Marino, but maybe our equals. Equal to Dan Marino? No. Equal to How? Dan Marino. What? Yeah, in what way? Please explain. Do tell. Please, <laughs> please show your work. In the comments, please show your work. <laughs> it's like we're Justin Herbert homers. Like, and Kevin more than anyone in the world, I think. Yeah, of um, course. Justin Herbert has broken pretty much every record that you can break in your first three years without winning three Super Bowls. Yeah, but... <laughs> But, <laughs> but like even us were like his career is not on the career of Philip Rivers still. Like he hasn't had that impact on the Chargers that if his career ended now, it's not. I wouldn't put him on the level of Philip Rivers. Mm. This guy's saying Dan. He's better than Dan Marino. See, I guess he hasn't been. been a, yet? Guess he hasn't been a Dolphins fan for very long because I yeah, remember, Dan remember Dan Marino and yeah. Tua is not Dan Marino. Hey, and hey, guess what? Tua, I want to say this. What, Tua said some really nice things about Justin Herbert this week, and it kind of made me like want to walk back a little bit. I'm not mad at Tua. I'm mad at no, all no. the people talking shit about Herbert. Right. By that's how they're defending. Hundred percent. Tua. Right. Right. Tua no, seems like I a have great guy against Tua. Yeah. yeah. Great quarterback. But obviously, until you're in an Ace Ventura Pet Detective movie, you're not on Dan Marino's. <laughs> you're level. not on the same no. level. No. 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 Isotoners. No. Come on now. <laughs> Laces right. out. Laces well, out. Ding, ding, ding. Rent free. Rent free. All right. We've got one from our fellow Charger podcaster, Dan W., who tweeted out, reminder, Chargers are playing their entire second string defense versus the majority of the starting Niners offense. And so that's in regards to the preseason game. Week this three. had nothing to do with the Dolphins. Nothing it was a to do with two. about a preseason game. Yep. To which somebody responded, they're so overconfident, it's hilarious. Week one is an easy W for the Finns. This this is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. Dan wasn't interacting with Dolphins fans they whatsoever. Just tagged if anything, the he hashtagged the Niners. Yeah. And then this person comes in. We are so rent-free, man. <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely crazy. They're yeah. like zombies. Like instead of wanting to eat brains, they have to like support Tua. <laughs> yeah. Tweet yeah. poorly. <laughs> oh, Damn. ding, ding, crazy. ding. Rent free. Ding, ding. All right. And lastly, uh, this one came out. I don't, I found this one <laughs> myself. Yeah, you said this one. Uh, oh, it was, uh, there was another Dolphins player that was talking nicely about Justin Herbert. I don't remember which player. I apologize, but uh, somebody commented. When oh, it has, was his former teammate, the safety out of Oregon. Oh, okay. There you go. When he was, he was saying how like Justin used to beat him in sprints. At, oh, at right, Oregon. right, 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 right. 
Yeah. So he's like, once he, yeah, he said like, once he beat me in sprints, I knew he was special. Yeah. To which this person replied, when has Justin Herbert been special? (laughs) And the best response to that was just his first three years in the NFL, buddy. (laughs) Just his entire NFL career. He's been special for all of it. That's how long he's been special. I'm happy to list these off. Most passing touchdowns by a rookie QB. Most completions by a rookie. Most passing yards in a QB's first two seasons. Most touchdowns in a QB's first two seasons. Most passing yards in a QB's first three seasons. Yeah. Very special. He's pretty Pretty special. special. He's a special boy. He's pretty special. special. He's a special boy. Uh, Ding, ding, ding. Red free. Red free. Thank you. We're going to get the hang of it. We're just trying. We're trying some (laughs) stuff. It's our first time trying this segment, folks. Uh, let us know down in the comments. A little bit of, it gives you a little <laughs> bit of fuel as a fan. Yes. When you see these Dolphins fans at the stadium. Yeah. Just be gracious because they are delusional. Yeah. Yeah. They they ain't right. No. Uh, clearly. They ain't right. There's too um, much... Uh, what, what, what do they have in fish? Too much uh, lead or whatever gets in, iron? into the... F- iron. No, no. Something that gets into fish. Mercury. 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 They've mercury. had too much mercury and mercury. they're going a little cuckoo. That's right. Well, you know they're you won't right. find... Mercury, folks. It's over at our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Charger Chat. Mercury free. Go check it out. We've got some funny videos posted over there, and we are going to be posting an all-in watch here pretty soon. Uh, we, we're we posting stuff every week, folks. Uh, so go check out Patreon.com slash Charger Chat. If you don't want to go over there, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, ChargerChat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charge a chat of tears in the member section and ask questions and ask bold fans to so go check out chargechat.com. All right, gang, time to go on to the next segment. You know them, you love them. It's the Craig experience. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh, Craig experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Yes, sir. We've made it to the finish line. Week one of NFL action is in full effect. And by now, you've already seen the Lions versus the Chiefs, and hopefully uh, the Chefs took the L. But either way, that's not what's important right now. What is, is that we are just mere days away from Chargers live football (sighs) feels good what a long off season finally over we can get to the business now and with that said welcome cc gang and to the rest of the boat fam what is goody it's your guy craig in texas with your week one edition of the Craig experience. Okay, so right out of the gate, I want to apologize up front if I sound a bit nasally. Uh, went on a cruise for my now 10-year-old son's birthday and came back with a little something. My wife got home, started with the sniffles, was congested. That, of course, got passed along to me, and now here we are. It's not the vid, though, so no worries about that. Anywho, let's talk about what's important. Week one versus the Dolphins on Sunday. Really looking forward to it, and just want to chop it up with you guys. 
a little bit about some of the things that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on. Uh, you know, there are some storylines, whether they should be or not. And you know, let's just skip the BS, get straight to it. Everybody's going to be watching the whole Tua versus Herbert thing, which at this point shouldn't be a thing, but it is because national media. And, you know, we definitely want to win this because I ain't trying to hear any BS from Emmanuel Acho, even though if Herbert like completely goes nuclear and Tua wets the bed, he's going to find a way to make an excuse for him. And he doesn't want me to unload that this video I made. I don't know if y'all heard the song or not, but if you follow me on Twitter or X or forget it, man, it's Twitter. I'm not doing that. Um, I'll repost it just in case you missed it. Uh, it was fun. Anywho. Uh, yeah, so I fully expect Herbert to play uh, really, really well. And I really don't know what to expect from Tua at this point. I will say that last year, the Dolphins seemed to have given up on the running game, which was the Chargers Achilles heel. And I uh, just got really enamored with trying to pass the ball. And there was a really good game plan that uh, Brandon Staley came up with to basically condense the middle of the field and force Tua to have to throw outside into the numbers, which is not his strong suit because he doesn't have that great of an arm. No diss to the guy. Great guy. Um, good player. Uh, it's just kind of Dolphins fans that make us talk about him a little crazy, though, right? It's nothing he's really done. Not a bad guy whatsoever. But I'm really looking, honestly, for the Chargers to win underneath. Here's the thing. As much as we know that they've been talking all offseason about bombing the ball deep more often, the truth of the matter is, is Justin's going to be playing against the Vic Fangio defense, which is what his coach runs so he practices against it every day but also what's the focus of that defense light boxes and to keep everything underneath stop explosives over the top so that kind of goes against what the Chargers may be looking to do there are ways around that you can you know definitely want to push the running game a bit more against those light boxes force those safeties to potentially come up and then hit them with some play action over the top there are ways around it but outside of that just really look for Herbert to play the patient game. So I wouldn't be super upset if y'all see a lot of, again, underneath dink and dunk stuff. It's just sort of kind of how you want to approach this sort of defense when you're talking about the passing game. I do expect a heavy or at least a healthy dose of the running game and that uh, three-headed monster. Well, can we call it that yet? Hopefully it's something that will uh, show itself to be the case as the season goes on between Austin Eckler Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller. Um, and oh, by the way, I mentioned this before. They're playing against Vic Fangio. So it's essentially Miyagi versus Daniel with Staley and uh, Vic. So, you know, as far as Vic Fangio pupils go, they don't seem to have had the success on the defensive side of the ball that Vic did or does. And really curious to see how uh, Staley stands up to it. Or if Staley's going to be calling the plays in this game. I would imagine that going against his mentor, he probably wants to have a pretty significant amount of input, which I'm sure he would anyway. But don't know whether or not he's going to pass those duties off to our new DC, who I think I've mentioned this before, uh, was a college teammate uh, at Troy of my best friend. Another one of those who doesn't crag no moments. But I digress. Uh... Next up, the gang's all here. 
So in the last matchup, you were missing names like J.C. Jackson, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Sebastian Joseph Day, Trey Pipkins, Rashawn Slater. It's not the case this time around. And the Chargers pretty much manhandled the Dolphins. Now, the score wouldn't tell you that, but we know how that ended up. A couple fluky plays, a fumble that somehow Tyreek Hill picked up. You know, it would be the Chargers' luck. The fastest dude in the NFL has the ball literally bounced to him, and he reverses field. And, of course, he's going to outrun everyone, but, you know, go figure. And then, again, another, what, 71-yard touchdown, something like that, to him against uh, Vato, which... You know, he trips over his own feet. And if he doesn't, that's probably one of the easiest interceptions he ever has in his life. And that accounts for 14 points. So if you're not actually paying attention to the game, just looking at the score, you wouldn't know that. And some people do that. So they have no idea of how that game really went. They just see the score and said, oh, well, you guys just barely beat. No, that's not really how that was. It was pretty much a butt smacking. Pause. Yikes. Um, (laughs) But anyway, outside of that, uh, J.C. Jackson, interested to see how he is deployed this week. Uh, I would not be surprised to see if he was on a bit of a pitch count. I mean, the fact that the dude's playing is not on the injury report whatsoever is something to behold in itself. Uh, you know, you have the sort of injury that he had last season when he had it. And for many players, that's just kind of been the death nail in their career. And we saw all offseason how he just putting in the work getting better so i'm making progress from literally barely being able to walk to full out sprints and cutting before training camp started and it was just like wow dudes really really put in the effort to get back on the field so i'm hoping all the best for him and i think he's going to show up and perform well i just wouldn't expect that he plays the um, the full complement of defensive snaps. Wouldn't be surprised to see some in and out there uh, with Zant kicking to the outside where, you know, he's going to be starting at star initially. And uh, I really wouldn't be shocked to see there be a little bit of a rotation there. And speaking of Mr. Samuel, this will be his appearance in the slot at the star role. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami run the ball a little bit more just because they didn't last year and they might want to switch the game plan up a bit would be kind of foolish of them to roll back out there and think they're just going to toss the ball around the yard with Tua, especially with the Chargers' full compliments, compliment of players on the defensive side of the ball. It'd be a little silly. Uh, how's not going to hold up if the balls run you know, on outside zone or sweep or um, anything like that, uh, stretch plays to his side? Uh, he's going to be dealing with Sometimes some tight ends, some bigger wide receivers that are going to attach to him and try to drive him out of the play. So want to see some improvement there. I'm sure he'll be fine in coverage, uh, but how does he hold up against the run? So ideally, uh, the Dolphins come out there and want to play pitch and catch and put themselves in a big hole and the Chargers just destroy them. Oh, what a glorious week one that would be. Bragging rights, trolling of Emmanuel Acho. Man, I tell you what, if we win this game, and we should, I'll get to that in a second. I'm definitely putting that video back up. Y'all be on the lookout for that. But anywho, that's it for me, man. I appreciate y'all from joining me here. It's, again, week one. It's football season. It's time to get excited. We're back. And uh, it's go time. So uh, y'all know who it is. Mr. Bolt Gang. Full Bolt Regalia. <clears throat> Or do not bang, aka 
T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 over on Twitter. And yep, you can catch me on the Lightning Round podcast uh, five days a week now we got shows. So just pumping out the content. So come check me out over there with my uh, guys, Jamie and Garrett. But until the next one, y'all take it easy and uh, see you Sunday. Okay. Love you. Bye. And I completely forgot. Game prediction. Durr. Chargers 27, Dolphins 20. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, glad you got the score prediction in there last second there, Craig. That was, was sneaky. A little I like that a lot. I was a That's little worried. Very sneaky, yeah. sneaky. But uh, great, great thoughts about what's to come here this week one. Uh, great. And the Chiefs did lose, Craig. The they Chiefs lost. did lose. The Chefs, they done d- got lost. But uh, some great points, especially with the Vic Fangio thing. I mean, we've played Vic Fangio before when he was uh, on the Broncos, right? Yep. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, okay. correct, yeah. sir. And so now he's on Miami, and so we'll see what ends up happening with uh, with the Chargers going up against him. But yeah, my the thought is that like I've listened to a lot. I lo- I like to listen to the crossover that um, Locked On Chargers does. Mm-hmm. They do a crossover every week with the opposing team's Locked On channel. Oh, okay. Um, and they talked about how it's like a new offense with Kellen Moore against the Miami's new defense with Vic mm. Fangio. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like defenses translate that quick. You know, like y- you have a defense that you run and that's what you run. Mm-hmm. And you have to get the guys eventually over time to fit, fit that defense. Mm. Whereas it feels like offenses kind of build, they have like a scheme, but they build, they try to build around the personnel that they have a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be interested to see if that if that's the case. I mean, that's what we have felt as Charger fans. Oh, we yeah. felt Brandon Staley come feels in. Familiar. It's like, uh, why isn't this clicking faster? Like, why don't we have the pieces that work? Um, so I don't know. It, it feels like it sets up for us to have the upper hand, even though they are both new. Vic obviously is a very very good defensive coordinator. Mm. That Broncos defense was scary. They were always a pain in the ass for mm-hmm. sure. They were a scary defense. I mean, with the Bears, he had an incredible defense. So it's the guy's an incredible coach. Um, but it just feels like defenses sometimes take at least a couple of weeks to start clicking and you understand everything going on. Plus, you have guys missing like Jalen Ramsey. Um, it just it feels like I am obviously biased. I feel like the new offense is is a quicker transition than the new defense. Sure. For sure. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I even but, read uh, there was an article about the Dolphins. The same kind of thing that we heard when um some of our players when when coach came in, like this is difficult. It's a lot. There's a lot of variables. You know, I right. saw a couple and of it's the same defense. Dolphins players. So yeah. Um just hopefully Kellen Moore takes advantage of that and will find some weaknesses. I think this is gonna be a halftime make adjustments. Is going to be huge this week, this first week, because mm-hmm. you don't have any tape on these guys. You don't really know what you're preparing for. You can kind of get rough ideas of what you're going to run into, but I think we're going to find out really big here with our new offensive coordinator what he does at halftime or what changes he can make for the second half of the game. All great points, including yours, Craig. Craig, thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, for stopping dude. by and giving us another awesome Craig experience. All that much like more hyped, Craig. Is just like a free agent. He does a little bit on this channel, a little. I know, bit on that man. Channel and <laughs> more than more knowledge around. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got. He's I the got, new. He's the new protein fairy. Yes, he, he sprinkles it a, everywhere. What's the what's the Gabe term? Neighbors the, is gone. Uh, the contractor, the private contractor, the what is the when you're like freelance? 
Independent yeah. contractor. He's a 1099. He's an independent contractor. <laughs> go check out his stuff. 1099's in the mail, Craig. Yeah, go check out his stuff with Lightning Round for sure. He does some cool uh, stuff over there. Is that coming out of your pocket? <laughs> Let's move it on now to the next segment. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got this buddy. He's over at uh, a place we like to call the Bolt Beat. Welcome back to another edition of the Bolt Beat. As always, I'm your host, the acting editor over at BoltBeat.com, Jason Reed. You can check out our work at BoltBeat.com. Follow me on Twitter at EatYourReedies or follow BoltBeat on Twitter at BB underscore Chargers. And let me tell you, you're going to want to follow us. You're going to want to follow me, but mostly you're going to want to follow BoltBeat because football season is back, baby. It's been hard every week. Every time I come at you here on the Charger Chat podcast, it's a different milestone. We hit training camp. We hit the preseason. The preseason's over. The roster cuts happen. And now it's week one for the next four, four plus months of our life. Hopefully as long as physically possible for the Chargers sake, we're going to have Chargers football every single week except week five when we're on the bye. But it's great. I'm excited. I was talking to Kevin with the Charger chat. I love Chargers football. I get up for Chargers football. I get a little too up for Chargers football, actually. But I also love Red Zone Sunday mornings. The Chargers, when they're at home, are playing at 105 or 125. I like getting my cup of coffee, sitting down 945, figure out my fantasy lineups, place any last-minute bets, and then just watch all the football, all the madness happening. It's a beautiful thing. It gives me an excuse to be inside all day on a Sunday. Still in Southern California, it's beautiful out, so maybe I shouldn't be. But hey, who doesn't love football? Obviously, everyone listening and watching this first, thank you. But you're obviously interested in football yourselves. Week one, the Miami Dolphins. This matchup has been talked about ad nauseum. You know, so many different storylines, variables, all these different things. The Dolphins have been a, a pseudo rival for the Chargers for quite some time now. There's the two and Herbert stuff. There's the Dolphins fan base, which sometimes can be a little insufferable on social media. Let's be honest. Um, there's the game last year where the Chargers got the absolute best of the Dolphins. I called it a blowout. Had a Dolphins fan email me telling me I didn't know what a blowout was. Yeah, the Chargers only won by six, but it was only a one-possession game because the Dolphins kicked the last-minute field goal. And also, I mean, look at those team stats. The Chargers literally had twice as many yards and twice the time of possession. But I digress. Last year is last year. We can't assume the Chargers are going to come in here and dominate the Dolphins just because of what happened last year. But as you're well aware, most likely, this Chargers team isn't hurt. They're not playing third stringers. They're going to have Derwin James. They're going to have Joey Bosa. They're going to have all the receiving corps, hopefully, as long as everyone stays healthy. They're going to have their starting tackles. Everyone's going to be there. The only inactives as of the day of recording this Thursday are um, Chris Rumpf and Diane Henley, which, I mean, obviously not great, but those are two depth players. You can survive without them. Meanwhile, Dolphins might have to play without Taron Armstead. And now Jalen Waddle was even a little bit banged up. He looks like he's going to play, but he's a little bit banged up. The tides have turned. Everything's looking great for the Chargers. And on paper, this is a game the Chargers should dominate. Now, as you know, as a Chargers fan, sometimes things don't always happen as, as they should on paper. Sometimes the Chargers drop a game they shouldn't drop. Sometimes it's a punch in the mouth. Anything can happen on any given Sunday, and that's what makes this sport so beautiful. But just, excuse me, just know the Chargers have the upper hand in this game. And it's gonna, it's 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 a great matchup for the team. Now, if they don't come up out top, if they end up losing this game and they start the season 0-1, again, let's not overreact. It's a 17-game season. They could lose week one and win the next 16 for all we know. If they lose one game, that is not indicative of the season as a whole. Let's not forget this is a Dolphins team that is hoping to make the playoffs, that a lot of people have making the playoffs. So losing to them isn't necessarily like losing to the Houston Texans in 2020, or was that 2021? I don't know. I 2021. I uh, try to wipe that memory from my mind. Excuse me. Um, you know, so while the Chargers should win, and while it would still be disappointing if they don't win, don't get me wrong, 
let's keep positive vibes like we love to do here at the Charger Chat Podcast. Let's not overreact. Let's let's move on to week two in the Tennessee Titans. But I have a good feeling that we are not going to have to do that. So those that listen to the podcast last year and watch this last year know that I like to give out betting betting picks for the upcoming week. Last year, I would do like the Chargers over under, the Chargers point spread. I would give like soft advice and props and everything. This year, no, nah, we're going to be we're going to be sophisticated. We're going to keep track. We're going to have a, 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 as the season goes along, a standing record. You'll know how much you would have profited or not profited if you would have followed me. And you'll kind of get a glimpse into how much I may or may not have profited myself. So throughout the year, we're going to do six picks a week. We're going to do the Chargers either uh, spread or point total. We're going to pick one of the two. We're going to either pick against the spread or against the point total. And then I'm also going to give you my favorite NFL underdog and my favorite NFL favorite of the week. So those will be three picks right there. The other three picks, three Chargers related props. I'm going to try to do like a 50-50 prop. Those are like your over-under on passing yards, receiving yards, whatever. I'm going to try to do a slightly higher you know, odds prop, something where it's like an adjusted line or something along those lines. And then I'm also going to give a third kind of flyer prop where it's like, Hey, I see good value here. It might not hit, but you know, the value is good. So might as well take a stab at it. So every week, six peaks picks, we'll keep track of the units. For those who aren't familiar with the gambling logic, a unit is just how much you bet on each bet. Uh, for some people, you know, if you're a big baller and you, you bet a lot on sports, you could look at units in the thousands range for a little baller like me, you're looking at $20 units, um, little baller. That's a great nickname. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to, you know, say what, how much someone would have won money wise, but we'll have a, a long standing how many units plus or minus I would have been throughout the year. And maybe that'll let you know whether or not next year you should actually, you know, follow me or maybe just kind of, you know, this guy is just a degenerate who sometimes knows what he's talking about. And sometimes he doesn't, who knows? I'm hoping for the former this week. I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave the chargers pick as my last reveal. So I'm going to start. I can't really do that. If I'm doing the props, I'll start with the underdog of the week. My favorite underdog of the week in the NFL slate, Tennessee Titans taking on the New Orleans Saints. Look, we have Derek Carr as a favorite. As a Charger fan, how could I not bet against Derek Carr in week one as a favorite? The Saints, they have a decently high win total. It looks like they could win a really bad NFC South division. You put them in the AFC West, they might come in last place. You put them in the NFC South, they might come in first place. That's just how football works. They have Derek Carr, which is an improvement at quarterback from last season. Let's not get it twisted. But they aren't going to have Alvin Kamara. Their defense was good at times, not so great at times. I'm not confident in their head coach, former Raiders head coach, Dennis Allen. And the Titans, yeah, they ended the season horribly, like a wet fart last year. The Chargers were part of that, that beat them. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Derrick Henry, fresh legs, start of the season. Ryan Tannehill is still a serviceable quarterback. Is Derek Carr really better than Ryan Tannehill? They're kind of just in that same ballpark, in my opinion. And they're getting points here. I think the Saints are the classic team. They're going to always beat teams that are under 500, and they're always going to lose to teams that are over 500. I think the Titans are an 8-9, 9-8 team, so I'm going to take the points there. Titans plus three. If they lose by a field goal, we push. If they lose by one or two, we win. Obviously, if they win, we win. My favorite of the week, it pains me to say, is the Denver Broncos minus three and a half. Now, there's a little bit of a trend here. We're betting against Derek Carr with the underdog. We're also betting against the Raiders with the favorite. The Raiders are taking on the Broncos. I look at this matchup, and I just don't see how you could find a way for the Raiders to win this game. Could they cover and only lose by three? Sure. But you have the Chandler Jones stuff that's going on. We have Jimmy G going into this offense, and do we really expect him to do much? And on the other side of the ball, we have the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton is looking to send a message in this game. Let's not get, tw get it twisted. Will the Broncos make the playoffs? That's to be seen. I don't think they will, but who knows? Who knows what can happen? The NFL is always unpredictable. But at the very least, they're going to come out week one looking to make a statement. And I think Sean Payton isn't going to be the type to want to win this game by three. He's going to want to beat the brakes off a division rival and prove 
that he's a Hall of Fame head coach. So I think the Broncos are going to come out. And the, the best part is, maybe not the best part, we're talking about the Broncos, but the reason to like this is because they don't need to rely on Russell Wilson to win this game. The Raiders don't have a great run defense, and the Broncos have a, a dynamic duo running back. You know, they have not Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, but they have a 75% version of that. And early on in the season, the Broncos can rely on that, run the ball down the Raiders' throats, and win a 21-10 to 10 game. You look at what the Raiders want to do offensively. Jimmy G, he's going to want to throw to Devontae Adams. He's going to be locked down by Pat Sertain, one of the best corners in the league. Outside of that, what is Jimmy G going to be able to do? Is Josh Jacobs going to have a huge game after this contract dispute? The offensive line isn't that great. I just see I just see the Broncos winning this game by 10 to 14 points, starting the Raiders season 0-1 and hopefully giving us a win on the betting total. As far as the Chargers game, Come on, you know I'm picking Chargers minus three. This is the team that dominated the Dolphins last year. If you recall last year, I was very low on that matchup. I didn't see a way in which the Chargers could have stopped the Dolphins. They proved me wrong. They made me eat crow. And now I'm going to back my boys in this one. I don't want, I want to stay away from the point total. Who knows what can happen in week one, but I like Chargers minus three. You know, Mike McDaniel could be as dismissive as the Brandon Staley defense as he wants. But at the end of the day, this is a defense that Tua has always struggled against. And I don't see that suddenly flipping in his first game back from multiple concussions last year. So those are the three picks there. Chargers minus three, Titans plus three, Broncos minus three and a half. As far as props go, I'm going Justin Herbert under 290 and a half passing yards, minus 114 odds. I know we want to pick Justin Herbert over on passing yards. I get it. I really get it. But at the end of the day, I think this is a Chargers team that's going to try to Established the run a little bit. We saw it in the preseason. They ran the ball a lot. Kellen Moore and Brandon Staley have both told us all offseason how important it is to them to run the ball and marry the run with the pass. So I think this is going to be a statement game. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be expecting the Chargers to run the ball very much. And I think the Chargers are going to be able to take advantage of that, run some clock down. Yes, the Dolphins have an elite interior defensive line. Let's not get it twisted. But I think the Chargers find a way to establish that, hey, we can run the ball this year. This isn't like last year. We have a deeper running back room. All three guys are going to get touches. And Herbert, we're just going to ask you to be superhuman when we need you to. He's still going to have a good game. I'm thinking 275, 280 yards. I think he'll get right up to this 290 and a half total. But I think he falls slightly under. I don't see the 300-yard game yet. And let's be honest, are we really going to complain about a 280-yard three-touchdown day? No, we're not. That's still a great game. So I think that's all the Chargers need Justin Herbert to do. So I think that's all he's going to do. My mid-tier prop is unfortunately on the Dolphins' side of things. I have Raheem Mostert, 80-plus rushing yards. Uh, the Dolphins' running back room is banged up. Mostert isn't going to be the lead you know, the lead back all season long. Miami knows this. I think they're going to take advantage of kind of getting a lot of his reps out early in this game against the Chargers. The Chargers had a bad run defense last year, and I think it's going to improve this year, but I still think there's going to be some, some um, you know, learning curves, you know, some growing pains early on in the season. And also, Tua is going to struggle to throw the ball. So the Dolphins are going to look to establish that run early to give two of the short yardage situations. I don't think Mostert's going to have this crazy 160-yard two-touchdown game, but I could see them handing him the ball 20 to 22 times, and he's averaging four yards a carry. That gets us to 80-plus. The Chargers can still win the game with Mostert rushing for 80-plus, and we get plus 200, two-to-one odds on that. Finally, the last prop, kind of the flyer, the highest priced one. I'm going Quinton Johnston, anytime touchdown, plus 370. I saw some fans talking on Twitter about if they should bet Quinton Johnston's uh, receiving yards total, the over. I would stay away from the over. Same kind of reason with Herbert. And also, he's going to be the fourth receiver on the step chart. It's going to be Palmer. It's going to be Keenan. It's going to be Mike Williams. And is there the potential for Johnston to break free for a big gain? Yes, there is. In my opinion, it's better to bet the touchdown in that case. Because let's say you're trying to bet Johnston, what is it, 47 and a half, whatever the line is, you want to bet the over. 
you're pretty much hoping on a big breakaway, but you're still only getting minus 110, minus 115 odds. Instead, you could hope for that big breakaway by doing the anytime touchdown for plus 370. And even if that doesn't happen, if he doesn't get the big breakaway, the Chargers have already shown that he has a role in the red zone. They put him back specifically in red zone situation, the first preseason game of the year. And it's not, you know, below the Chargers to try to get the rookie a touchdown in his first career game, get the confidence going on a quick slant with his athleticism. So I think if you want to bet on that big play happening, take the way better odds at plus 370, take the anytime touchdown, and then you're also getting the red zone touches rather than taking the the receiving yards, which worse odds, and there's a decent chance it doesn't happen because he's the fourth receiver on the depth chart. So that's the way I would go about it if you want to target Quinton Johnson. Um, If you were to parlay all three of those on FanDuel, they have the same game parlays. That would be 20 plus 2,972. So about 29, 30 to one odds. Throw 20 bucks on it. That's a $600 payday right away to start your season. Chances of all these happening statistically, you know, are pretty low. But if you want to take, you know, a dart and do the the Quinton Johnson one and the Herbert under, do that. If you want to take the Chargers with the with Quinton Johnson, you could do that. There's ways to sprinkle it in. But we're going to keep track of these as the year goes along. We're going to see how good of a better I really am or am not. Um, and it's going to be really fun to talk Chargers football. I apologize last week for the bad audio. It was preseason for me still, dang it, even though the Chargers weren't playing. This week should be much better. I'm much more technically savvy now. We even got the the uh, tripod back. I'm back behind the white background. I need to get some Charger stuff for this wall. I'm just ready. Football's back. I'm jazzed, as you can tell. And I'm recording this before the Thursday night football game. I'll give a little bit of prediction. How about this? Lions 29, Chiefs 23. Let's get back to the Charger chat, guys. All right. Well, Jason, I don't think they were mad that you didn't know what a blowout was because I think they thought it was a blow hole. <laughs> Dolphin <laughs> joke. I'm here all night, mm. folks. Don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs> Um, wow. Some interesting bets there. Uh, and some interesting ideas about how this game is going to go. And I I'm, I'm excited. I think there's some good bets in there too. He had, Hey, I'm just going to say this. He gave you some betting recommendations and he did just call the, the lions winning without saying it. So, Oh yeah. He he was so close. He might, he was close to hitting that. So I'm, I think he, you know, can probably trust him. I think Jason knows a thing or two about a thing or two. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Jason, thank you for another awesome uh, Thanks, bolt brother. beat. I love the Thanks, uh, the little baller too. That was a uh, little. <laughs> I think I think we need to get you a chain. A wet that says fart. Little baller. Yeah, little baller. Like <laughs> the little baller and the wet fart. Um. All right, folks. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. But before we go, it's time to bring back because <gasps> finally all off season. We've it's asked. time to bring back. So we've done. Five seasons of this. So yes. five times 16. Oh, I can, I already know what's coming. 80, something. We've done 80 of these predictions, right. something around there. Right. We've only hit one. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure we've only <laughs> hit one. This and this was in like 2019, 2020. How are you going to parlay this into your prediction? I'm going to piggyback on it. So okay. if you, you want to hear mine, be really confident, kind of like what you would do with just you know Jason Reed, and just trust everything he says because I, I feel like I have a lock on this this week. Go, okay. we'll go. It's okay. time for yeah. bolt predictions, folks. Here it is. First one Regular out of the gates. season. Chargers 28-17. We've got two Bosa sacks, one Max sack, one Morgan Fox sack. Jeez, four sacks and. Over 175 yards rushing. Damn. That is my bolt 
prediction. <laughs> I like that. Put your money on it. Okay. <laughs> Put your money. Let me on get it. my money. <laughs> um, all right, Kyle. What are you thinking? Yeah. So that's that's like five bolt predictions all into one. It's a parlay. Um, oh, it's a parlay. It's a Got parlay <laughs> bolt prediction. Mm. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go twenty seven hundred to one. <laughs> I'm going to go thirty one twenty four bolts. So we get the dub. Get seven point spread. Definitely cover. Um, and then I'm going to go with. Uh, I ha- I'm having trouble with the stat line of what I want to predict. Mm. Do I go offense or defense? You guys tell me. Defense. You're a yeah, defensive defense. coach. Good You're a defense. defensive coach. Go defense. Okay. Yeah. My prediction is that we will have a pick six in the game. I'm not going to call it a specific player, but an interception, take it back for six, compliments of Tua Tagovailoa. Mm. Dope. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Yes. I like that. All right. Uh, I'm going to predict uh, 24-13, and I'm going to say that um, I'm going to say that Quentin Johnston gets two touchdowns. Oh, Jesus, I think I think welcome just, to the NFL. Bro. I think they're Bolt. just going to leave him unguarded, man. I think he's just going to be able to find a way to get open and just walk right in and All get right. two touchdowns, two tutties for Quentin Johnston. Calling it rookie debut. I like love it. it. Love it. All right, folks. Well, bolt predictions are in the books. It's the end of the episode. And the next thing that's going to happen is we're going to all be together. And hopefully we get an hugging. instant re- victory reaction. Yes. Let's go. At the tailgate. Yes. At the tailgate. Find us. Yes. Find us at the tailgate. Thunder Rally. We're going to be Dude, there. Did you guys see Snappy reposted one of my old pictures from the tailgate drinking out of his giant cooler? Yeah. Hell yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> Let's run it back. <laughs> all right. That was folks. an all time photo. Don't, I, yeah, oh, that was so good. Intense. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good day. But uh, all right. That's going to do it for us here at Charge Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up. Because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Bye. Batch. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.